Hello and welcome to Mind Care, a podcast where we address the issues surrounding adverse childhood experiences. This podcast aims to provide hope, answers, and support to take away the stigma of childhood trauma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mind Care podcast. I'm your host, Anne Pierre, and here we have Carmela Vincent. Hello, Carmelis. How are you doing today? I am blessed. Thank you for having me on today. Of course. I'm, I'm excited to get to dive into um, your story, to see how everything was like, and um, to hopefully share um, the wonderful news to others who are going in the same path as you are. So um, let's begin with this one. So can you please paint a picture of how your childhood was? Well, I, I first want to start off by giving a Bible scripture. So I would rely on Psalm 51, which says, creating me a clean heart, a clean and contrite spirit. Um, I say that because all of my, my parents um, had altruist lives, but through the grace of God and through their schema and their perspective of how they lived their lives, I succumbed to negative ways of thinking because it was how, um, to them, they did the best they could in the manner in which they saw my disability and they viewed me as an individual. They did the best they could lovingly and at times were frustrated with circumstances, but I still um, went above and beyond the situation. So I'm the oldest of three um, and um, in New Jersey. And so to see that um, that story of my childhood being raised by Haitian Adventists um, and two parents who that wasn't their original religion or background. Um, my mom always spoke of Bible verses and Bible passages to really have that be in the forefront of our mind whenever we're in trouble or wherever we feel negatively or negative emotions, we have the word of God to be our sword and shield to guide us in every in every way. Well, okay. So basically you're the oldest of three children and you were raised by Haitian American Haitian parents. Um, and you said that you had a disability. Can you tell us which disability you have? Yes, I have spastic cerebral palsy. That is a muscular skeletal disability as well as it may encompass a neurological disorder as well as a, um, it encompasses several diagnoses, but I am blessed because uh, I have, beyond the scope of what you would call the average person with cerebral palsy, I have been able to successfully go through junior high 
elementary school and junior high. That's wonderful. I'm glad that the Lord has given you these abilities, even with your disability. So you mentioned that um, your parents did the best that they could. Um, so can you explain to us how your relationship with your parents was? Um, what it was, I, I, I would, I would, I would start from about college. Um, I, I was, I would say I had an Adam and Eve kind of situation of our first parents spiritually running away from problems at home and not really addressing the problems at home and trying to talk with them about how I could better be, uh, you know, have better uh, connection with him, uh, with them, and understanding my my relationship with them. And so running away um, really hurt my other siblings um, and um, really fractured our relationship, if you will. Um, and, and, and now I'm in the process of mending that relationship. Uh, praise the Lord, you know, I have relationships with them now, but it's been over uh, 10 years since my baptism, and we all got baptized together. Um, and so I was really, I, 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 I would say that really were hurt by my decision to leave home, and it really, it really hurt them. And so forgiveness, is, that's why I started off with Psalm 51, because forgiveness and repentance, true genuine repentance, talks about honoring God and giving glory to God. Now, uh, I want to uh, say that now my relationship with my parents are, I mean, if you would have told me years ago that I would have this type of relationship, I would have probably laughed in your face, face um, have like a sour moment because um, I would have thought it would be impossible. But God is a God of the impossible, right? Um, and so for me, I saw it as the opportunity to really work on having moments where I can really listen, be a good listener instead of doing a lot of talking. And a lot of, a lot of times um, as children, we want to do our own thing and not really heed our parents' advice. Um, and that goes into adulthood. And so for me, as a person with her uh, psychology background, um, that has caused me to be more understanding as to and more observant as to how to talk to um, others, my parents and my siblings, and those that are not of the faith as the Mayamentists. No, amen. So you mentioned running away from the issues. What exactly were you running from, you know, to paint the picture to those who are listening? Basically, what happened? What were you running from? What, what were the traumas? I think I was, right. So the trauma was, like, my mom faced a lot of issues between her and my dad, um, the issues with... Um, I, I was worn five months, one pound. She was mugged, right? So I was born into a traumatic situation, into a traumatic 
um, a stressful and stress-induced environment, right? So, um, and, and not wanting to have to deal with that, um, I think for me, the enemy wanted me to uh, keep running away, not dealing with them, and be angry. And but the Lord, the Bible says, the vengeance is the Lord. So uh, for me, I I began having um, uh, diagnoses such as PTSD, um, which is post traumatic stress disorder, um, flashbacks, um, night terrors. Um, things such as um, uh, what I'm now diagnosed as schizophrenia, catatonia. But I've, however, I, I will say this: I believe that there is power in the Word of God, and if you do not claim the promises of God, you are in the enemy's camp. You are in Satan's camp, and he is our foe that we must fight day in and day out on bended knees. Um, and so that is what I faced as well. Um, but I was, school and church was always my my coping mechanism. Uh, school and church were always my mechanism. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is it safe to say that the stress that you endured while in the room is what affected your relationship with your family? I don't know. I'm not, I don't know how to, I'm not sure. I believe that, you know, in utero, um, babies experience, can hear and experience everything that the mom experienced. And so I, I think, I believe that that was the, the case. But like I said, my mom had an incident where she was mugged. And so the stress of of not that that fear induced incident right caused mm-hmm. fear to play a role in my life. And so mm-hmm. fear begets fear, right? So mm-hmm. when you're not when you're not and and, and and so fear there's two kinds of fears. The fear of God, which is reverence, or counterfeit fear, which is the the how the world sees things where you're where you're scared and where you're frightful, right? But we know mm-hmm. that the God that the God of creation gives us the amygdala where we're we're fighting or fighting. So from this from the experience of your mom get, mom getting mugged, that created fear in her, which in turn created fear in you and so you had a clash in your relationship. Is that correct? Yeah, because it it it, 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 it produces other negative emotions such as anger, strife, discord, um mm-hmm. you know, all all other all other negative emotions, right? That the Lord does not like. The Lord does not um the the Lord does not love, but the enemy loves. Mhm. So there was a lot of bitterness, you know, maybe fighting or just a lot of resentment in your relationship with your parents. And you can trace that correct. back to being mugged. 
Okay, I totally understand that. So you said that you went to college and you tried to run away from it and um, you moved out and all of that stuff. So what was the catalyst or what caused you to want to repair your relationship with your family? Oh, definitely. Praise the Lord for that question. Um, Definitely it was the, the want to get in a, a relationship with God. I, I, uh, I was residing in Maryland where I was attending Washington Adventist University and I so I, I was I was there and I still had not spoken to my mom in several um several years uh several in several months. She had visited but um we our relationship was still not as it is to the set to to mm-hmm. at at the moment. And so um I I was I was in a rehab facility in and out of the the hospital frequent flyer there in the psych ward having you know and I was just not comfortable not feeling safe and and not um not feeling safe and not feeling uh just in and out of the hospital and once I was in the rehab um I began praying and you know, things of that sort, and reading my Bible more. But my mom came, and long story short, uh, we transferred, we relocated to New Jersey, but I was still displaying the same symptoms. So even though the location was there, but I was still displaying the same psychological issues. And as you know, um, psychological symptoms have spiritual ramifications, right? So for me, I knew that the problem was was still was not was not being resolved. So I had to um I had to say, you know what, last year I'm, this is my last time going to the hospital. I refuse to be uh to go to be a freedom fire. I will no longer um, submit to fear, tactics, negative thinking, um, lethargy, emotional lethargy, if you will, right? Um, we know lethargy is uh, a, a sign of weakness, but spiritual lethargy is just idleness, right? So I, I'm daily exercising, not just physically, but emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I believe that I said, you know, I'm going to make an effort to want to have a relationship with my mom. Forgiveness is not just, is not about the other person. It's about you. And a lot of times when people are bitter or bitter or wanting to, or wanting to um, do or, or, or not have a relationship is because they're holding on to or are expecting the other person to change. It's like mm-hmm. drinking poison. It's like giving, drinking something, expecting the other person to change. To die. When, mm-hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, when it's about you being changed. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I went about, as a matter of fact, I'll give an example. I gave my mother... Uh, flowers for Mother's Day, and she adored it. And and it was it was such a blessing to see that she 
she was like, you know, come Elise, Lily, that's my new name. She was like, I love these flowers. I love them so much. And it made me happy. You know, it, it caused, but love caused, right? Um, Jesus died on the cross for us so that we can have a righteousness, a righteous uh, life, right? So a righteous life. So that's what I would say uh, what that caused me is that last year around this time, I made a decision to no longer be a frequent flyer, to no longer subscribe to negative emotional thinking, to be, to listen, to be a more listener, to be observant, and to want to, to not give in to addictions, right, to selfish ambitions, and to, as the Bible says, and to subscribe to the ways of Christ, right? So where are you now in your emotions and your relationship and in the healing um, process in general? Mm-hmm. Mm. Every, every day, so, um, you know, every day is, is a, a new day. We learn, we, we, we grow, we're, we're maturing day by day, hopefully, right? If we, mm-hmm. we mess up, we fall short, we repent, right? So mm-hmm. now I'm learning that I, I don't wait till Sabbath to be like, okay, God, here are all my woes, here are all my problems, here are all my tri- tribulations. The minute I realize I've sinned, I'm like, Lord, please forgive me. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it doesn't come in, and the Holy Spirit's like, you know, um, you made this mistake. You made this, this is where you uh, sin, this is where you flawed. And um, in my healing process, I am always, I'm always wanting to, I know that this body, um, this simple body, we will put on immortality when we get to heaven. But I know that while I'm living in this body, I still have to, I still have to, um, Use it, use it for His glory. Our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? So we need to make sure that we that we magnify uh, His name and glorify His name. And so, through not just our words, our deeds, our actions, but by the way we live our lives, we can we can glorify God. Amen. So. What piece of advice would you give to someone struggling similarly to you, or rather, who have I would, who have struggled or is struggling to how you struggled? I would say to someone who has struggled with abuse and or with trauma, um, and wants to have a relationship with a parent. It's not that the I think. In the forefront, I, I believe in the forefront. In the forefront, they'll say no that they don't want to have a relationship with their parents or with with the uh, um, abuser. And sometimes that that is not possible. But I believe that in regards to parents, the Lord still wants us to have relationships with our parents. And so for me, I I believe that. Christ will give you the words to say, and uh, they say time heals all wounds. But I believe there 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 is a problem with that statement because 
Jesus comes tomorrow and you did not, you know, and you still have that bitterness in your heart, how can you say you love the Lord and you mm-hmm. hate your brother or sister, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it, it means, it means having, godly, having godly counsel, listening to wisdom, asking for discernment, reading the word of God in the spirit of prophecy, um, continuing to go to church, church attendance is, is really important. Um, studying the word of God for yourself, you know, um, and mm-hmm. understanding that uh, it's it's never too late. It's never too late to have that relationship that you've always wanted to have with your parents. Um, mm-hmm. And so I I am blessed to have the mom that I have. I believe mm-hmm. if I would have stayed in Maryland, I would have lost out, especially since uh, last, uh, last year. My dad had COVID, and so um, that was a really... A, tumultuous time for all of us but the Lord kept the calmness in my heart and um, and now he is alive speaking and he is an elder and doing prayer sessions every, uh, every week and so I am delighted to be on the prayer line with them and, and so it's a total 360 so I would say to someone don't 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 Believe the lie that you can't mend that you God can't mend that relationship if you if you do not act him you know mm-hmm. so I, I pray for my parents every single morning every single mm-hmm. morning I pray for them I pray for them for their work for their marriage you know and mm-hmm. it, it's just a blessing so that that's what I I have to say yes prayer is a wonderful wonderful way to move mountains it's some it's a it's something that we sometimes don't think about but it's very important it was nice to hear your story carmelis um thank you so much for sharing all of the wonderful gems that you've had um and to all of you who are listening i hope that you were blessed and i hope that you may continue to listen to these podcasts and receive more gems to um, prepare you for your healing process don't forget to hold on to the lord have a wonderful day